Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of These Are the Facts. I, y'all, I have no words. We just came back from spring break. I am exhausted. We literally flew back yesterday, got delayed on our plane because some woman wouldn't wear a mask. Would not put her mask on. 45-minute delay because this woman refused to put her mask on. Like, hello. she had two kids. Ugh. We're in the middle of a pandemic still. And you were on a plane. Put your mask on. Yeah, but I'm still so exhausted from that. And then our staff meeting. And graduation is right around the corner. I know. I am. I am also exhausted. I honestly feel like I need a vacation after the vacation. But tell us about graduation. That is coming up fast for you. Yeah, I have two weeks until we graduate. Graduate May 8th is my ceremony. But I will not be in attendance. Um, because my ceremony time, so normally since we have three campuses for our university, they do the three separate like days, right? So typically Friday is the Tampa campus, Saturday is the St. Pete and Sunday is the Sarasota campus. Yeah. But since we are now one university and our new president does not like the way that we previously did our ceremonies. They kind of remixed it up. So now all of the campuses do their ceremonies together. And we just have two ceremonies on Saturday. So at 9 a.m., which is the ceremony I'm in, they are doing all three campuses, students that are graduated from the College of Business, the College of Nursing, the College of Behavioral Sciences, the Office of Undergraduate Studies, the Office of Graduate Studies, the College of Public Health, the College of Music and the College of Education? Yes, Education. All of those students at 9 a.m. So it's literally going to go until like 4 p.m. when then the next ceremony starts at 6.30 p.m. on the same Saturday. And that's going to be our College of Arts and Sciences, which is humongous. Yes. Which also includes our people in PA school and our people in med school. And that's wow. going to be, yeah, that's going to be a whole mess and a half. These ceremonies are going to be so long. That is going to be so long. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that first ceremony with all those different colleges, that's going to add up to being like seven hours, almost eight hours if it runs even a little bit behind. It's going to be a ton. And there's a lot in the 631, too. It's just not my ceremony. So I don't remember other than yeah. the College of Arts and Sciences and the College of Medicine. Which, I mean, the College of Arts and Sciences is huge here at yeah, USF. So a disproportionate amount of our students are in that college. But, oh, I think marine science is in there, too. Some of the smaller colleges and the other campuses, I think, are in that one as well. But that's going to be a mess. And then today, I was supposed to have one of my ceremonies for one of the graduating awards that I won. The Golden Bowl Award. Look at her. She's a baddie. I'm trying. I'm trying out here. I apparently can't be number one, but I can be amongst 15, but that's fine. <laughs> we'll bounce back. We won't, but it's fine. Um, and they canceled it. They ended up canceling it. Like, literally, the ceremony was supposed to start at 5. They canceled it at 5.01 because the verdict of George Floyd's uh, murderer, the policeman, 
was coming out and they were like, we're not going to compete with this. We're going to create the space for reflection. So then they canceled that, which was fine. I, I understand the importance and the significance of um, the jury making that decision and him having to face that and how that really is going to be uh, a good a good movement and hopefully push for um, the justice that needs to be seen and the advocacy that needs to be done for some of our marginalized communities. But I was still like, gosh, dang, like me and Bridget drove all the way to my parents' house. My parents put on like a little party for the four of us. And then it was canceled. Canceled. Oh my gosh. I mean, like I understand wanting to create the space and and the reflection for that. But they they told you at 501, like the yeah. ceremony was supposed to start at five, right? Yes. Like we logged on. And when we logged on on my dad's computer, because we were putting it up on the TV, I saw that there was like a bunch of words on the screen. And so I thought maybe they were like, oh, welcome Golden Bull Award recipients. Maybe they were telling us we need to put our cameras on. And then when it actually like popped up, Bridget was on her phone and she was like, oh my gosh, they canceled. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, they canceled it but I don't know why I listened to this email and she like read it. And I was like, this makes no sense. Like what's happening. Cause I didn't know this verdict was coming out. And then when she said it, my dad, who's very with the times and, and knows he was like, Oh, I bet the verdict's coming out. And sure enough, right the verdict is coming out. And Wow. Yeah. I think that they were very much afraid that the jury, not to get too political, but that the jury was going to find him not guilty on any or all of the accounts. And so they didn't want to have the ceremony that's supposed to acknowledge and, you know, thank Brains. all of these yeah. change makers basically in college. And then, you know, like, what are we supposed to do? I- ignore this big thing that's happening. So, but yeah, I think a lot of the recipients will be very um, happy about the, verdict um and you know hopefully increasing accountability amongst those who are supposed to be uh protecting Protecting us us. so but yeah that happened but that's okay we'll bounce back i think it was good for those um communities who needed that time to reflect and be in that headspace emotionally and mentally so i agree and i mean this the ceremony got rescheduled right Yes, I believe it will be. Yeah, so, I mean, hopefully you'll be able to celebrate again. Um, I know maybe not with your parents because they were down here specifically, but, um, you know, you'll be able to celebrate with, with the rest of your friends, with us, and we can all celebrate you, you know, your Golden Bull Award and you and Bridget because that is amazing. What a great accomplishment for both of you um, as innovative change makers moving into the workforce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it'll be good. And I have some other ceremonies coming up as well. So it's fine. I just thought it was really funny. And if nothing else, I got a cake and some dinner out of it. So <laughs> I'll call that a win. Listen, anytime you get cake, that's always a win, right? Yeah, no, honestly. And you know, I love me a good vanilla vanilla cake. Ooh, that is good. Yes, it was it was really top notch for me, especially because now that we're back from Dallas, I don't have to worry about my digestive issues and us <laughs> running around so I can finally eat more than like 
half a sandwich every day. (laughs) Yes. Speaking of Dallas, as you all know, we were in Dallas this past week. Um, We were visiting Mary Beth's sister, Val, and we were, you know, doing a bunch of the tourist things there. We had a great time. Um, And we want to talk to you all about our top five favorite things that we did in Dallas this week because we had a great experience. And if anybody is going by... We definitely recommend you check these out. So, Mary Beth, you brought up food, so I think you should start off with uh, our first top five. Yes. Okay, so we all know I like to eat. I'm not a salad kind of a girl. I'm a steak and potatoes kind of a girl. Bring your wallet. And so the first place I want to recommend, so I guess for clarification, my sister does not actually live in Dallas. She lives in Plano, which is like a little suburb of Dallas. So some of these places that we're giving are in Dallas and some of them are like, but anyway, so the first place I want to talk about is DeLuca's Gaucho Pizza and Wine Restaurant. And it was amazing. So for so yummy. Yes. So what I believe was a 20, $21, Mm -hmm. you get unlimited pizza. And I don't know if any of y'all have ever been to like a Texas Day Brazil or Brazilian steakhouse kind of a vibe or I guess honestly no not really yeah okay if you've been been to something like that um it was kind of similar in that you pay this you pay the price we came in we sat down it was very beautifully decorated socially distant and you sit down at the table they come by they kind of explain to you hey we've got 15 different types of pizzas some are a little bit more exotic in out there that some others we also have some dessert pizzas so definitely you know turn your card to green whenever you're ready turn it to red whenever you want to take a break and before we get there we're gonna have some appetizers for you guys and I I I honestly think the appetizers were the second best part of the meal correct I mean I we all got the lobster bisque and oh my gosh it was so yummy and with the meatballs as well. Mm. And it the, was the appetizers were also like never ending. Yes, and that's what I really like. I think honestly the food was very high quality and for the price you paid, it was an amazing deal. Because like you said, for the appetizers, we got unlimited meatballs, lobster bisque, arugula salad, bread, and then you got unlimited types of different pizza. And they had like a Mexican elote, they had a honey sriracha salami. They had Malcolm a Yeah, they had a margarita. They had a cheese. They had a regular pepperoni. They had what they called like a Brazilian pizza that had ham, onions, uh, hard-boiled egg on there. They yes. had a shrimp one. They had this um garlic, garlic black pepper steak one. Oh my gosh, that was so good. The spinach and bacon. They oh, had so many. <laughs> yeah, they really, they really threw the spinach on there but they had straight spinach (laughs) like one piece of one little piece of bacon (laughs) right but i mean they had so many different varieties of pizza like anybody could go there and find a pizza that they liked it was so good and then don't even get me started oh my gosh on these dessert pizzas yes so they had two types of dessert pizzas they had a nutella pizza which was very good and it was slightly i don't want to say undercooked but undercooked so it really was tasting like a crepe which was very good and then they had the caramel one the, the dulce de leche yes the dulce de leche one and that was 
phenomenal. So good with the coconut flakes on top that were like mm. heated and crispy. Oh, I'm going to be dreaming about that pizza. I will as well. I'm pretty sure I ate an easy like five, six slices of that because it was just so yummy. I could not stop and I really should have, but oh my gosh, I will literally be dreaming about that pizza. I was in heaven with those dessert pizzas. Yeah, that was definitely good. So that's my first recommendation as for something you should do for Dallas. Good food, cheap, overall, nine out of 10. It was a great experience. Yeah. I think that I will go next with, um, I know this was something that you didn't particularly love because you did not love the outdoors, but I really enjoyed the Dallas Arboretum. Um, I thought it was a great, it was a really great experience for me to, I mean, it was just acres and acres of just flowers and trees and um, just like well done hedges, a lot of waterfalls. It was really beautiful to just go and we ate a picnic on the grass, very peaceful, calming. You got to look at all the flowers, take pictures with it, with them all. Um, I really loved it. I love, you know, being able to go out into nature and just kind of debrief, relax, calm down, take a step away from the world. And that really definitely was one of those places that we could do that and kind of get away from the hustle and bustle of everything and just kind of take a step back because we were definitely jam-packed with our itinerary on the vacation. And it was nice to just kind of lay in the grass, have a picnic, take some pictures by the flowers. Yeah. And I think even as someone who's not particularly into nature, I like separated myself because I am not the type of person who is going to look at the 12 different types of dianthium flowers <laughs> that are here. And that's going to go row by row by row by row of the flowers. Like I am going to keep a steady walking pace and walk through everything. And for the majority of the time, I'm not sure how much y'all covered because I wasn't really with y'all, but I had like no problem walking around. There was a good amount to do. They had a little children's garden area that I walked through that had some interactive elements. And it was really nice because I was able to do my own thing and kind of keep a walking pace and see everything. And then I'm assuming y'all saw most of everything, if not everything, at your slower pace. Yes, I believe we did see everything. Um, And it was really great because, like you said, you know, we all kind of wanted to stop and look at all the flower beds and, you know, look at the 15 million different types of Johnny Jump Ups that they have and all their different color combinations and look at all those flower beds. and it was it was a lot of it was very spacious. You know, you weren't running into people. There were not a lot of screaming children, which I really appreciated. Um, yeah, I honestly, I really loved it. I thought it was a beautiful scenery and very calm and relaxing for myself. Yeah, it was definitely nice and it was very pretty, which can be evidenced by the fact that there was so many girls there taking graduation pictures, taking bridal pictures, taking quinceanera pictures. Oh my gosh, like, there was so many quinceanera pictures. I mean, they were literally like. Almost every corner you walked around, there was like another fully decked out, almost princess looking girl with their quinceanera dresses and their bouquet of flowers. And they were just fully done up, beautiful. And I was like, wow, I'm here in my little flower romper. I feel so underdressed. Yeah, it looks like absolute trash. But it's okay. Because also, even though there was a ton of them, I still feel like because there was so much space, they didn't negatively impact my experience or really impact my experience at all other than, you know, seeing the culture and the family. 
the beautiful dresses. So that was really nice as well, that it was a spacious to where they didn't um, impede other people's experiences. I completely agree. All right. Well, my next um, top five was definitely the Perot Museum of Nature and Science. Um, I had never been to this specific museum before because I'd never been to Dallas and it was a great experience for me. I really love, um, I'm a nerd and I really love all that type of stuff. And it was just so like mind boggling. Some of the things that you see in there from the planetary room where you can see all of the actual pictures from like the Hubble telescope. And then there was the, like the brain room with how the body works and you go and kind of like try and trick your brain into seeing like how long you can balance for on a certain thing when there's you know a virtual reality trying to mess with your um, vestibular system and you know how long like the tests of the human body how long can you hang on a certain type of bar for um it was really interactive which I really liked because I feel like you know museums as interesting as they are they can kind of get boring um, as you go through, but they really had a lot of activities to keep you engaged and to, for both kids and adults alike. So, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I loved it. I thought it was very educational, very fun. Um, I love the Guinness world record area because, you know, it was a little extra area that you had to pay for, but we went through and you got to try like all of these different random little like Guinness world records activities and see if you can beat the you know the record holder and how well you can do and honestly it was just great I I thought it was really fun and I loved how interactive it was yeah I really liked it as well um I thought there were parts that were less enjoyable than others they definitely they had a room that was about oil mining yeah and drilling and energy but not renewable energy and yeah, I think that was <laughs> didn't really sit with me, but I know that they have a lot of like oil refineries in the area. And when you looked around through the rooms, each time you entered a new exhibition hall, it had a plaque that said donated by, paid for by, hosted by, and the majority of them were oil refineries, fossil fuel companies, gasoline. So I understood why the room was there. It just made me laugh yes same that was I think that was definitely a standout room in a negative way Mm -hmm. Um, I think that was the only standout room that I had in like a truly negative way all the other rooms like I really enjoyed I had a few that I personally um stood out in a positive way just because of my interests but I did not love that room I remember kind of just like poking around in there and being like this is a little weird considering every other room is like conservation and then you come in here and it's like Trying to convince you that drilling for oil is fracking, a good thing yeah. and fracking is not hurtful to our planet. Yeah, there was even, um, I remember Sarah, one of our friends that we had been with, telling us about the video that had played saying like, you know, there is some controversy surrounding this and then kind of just moving on and not even like addressing it. And I was like, um. Yeah, and, and that was funny because I had watched that video too and I have, um, some friends who back in Louisiana have basically made their family money off of oil and drilling for oil. And so it had the three major types of drilling. And it was just really funny to me because when you talk to some people in the oil industry, 
they'll talk about how there's a certain type of drilling where you can basically go straight for a very limited amount and then you curve. So you kind of go with the flow of the sediments and the rock and it's supposed to be quote unquote less destructive, but it's still destructive to the environment. Like it's not a good thing. And it just really made me laugh because they had a video about that and the different types of drilling and talking about how that was like a good type of drilling. I was like, that's not a thing, but okay. Yeah. Like it's not good. It's just less harmful, but still harmful. But yeah, I digress. It's okay. I still overall really loved and enjoyed the museum. I thought it was great. I loved all the little interactive activities that they had there. Yes, and I think also if you're going to be in that area, the next thing that you should hit and you need to make reservations for it in advance is the sixth floor museum and um, and the Dealey Plaza Museum because so I am someone who enjoys documentaries and history and that is a museum that's basically focused on the assassination of JFK yeah. and I think that's really cool. You can you can literally like it's on the sixth the museum. You walk into the museum building. There's some stuff on the ground floor, but then the majority of it is on the sixth floor where the the man, the assassin, had the gun and like aimed it at JFK and shot him. And you can literally walk up to the museum and they or walk up to the window and they have like a little cardboard paper with an X. And um, there used to be a representative of like the rifle that he used I don't think rifle's the right term the gun that he used um so you could like see like what he would like what he was seeing and what he was doing and then you can see the x on the the street and people can stop and take pictures and then it talks about the history of JFK and the assassination and and Lee Harvey Oswald just talks about all that I think it's really cool I'm kind of sad that we didn't get to go into it but we had time restraints, and I'll be back in Dallas, so I'll just make sure to see it. I was also really sad that we did not get to see it because, again, you know, I'm just a nerd and I love science, history, all of that. Um, but I think it was, you know, the parts that we, the few parts that we did get to see with the X on the street and the, you know, the cardboard um, little box in the window, I thought was really interesting, and even. You know, just going inside the the building to get reservations for next time, um, I thought would just really interesting just being there in such a historically like rich place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I just thought it was really it was really sad that we didn't get to go because I think it would have been a really wonderful experience. But um I was happy that we could, you know, even see the some the few parts of it that we did. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's a fun thing to see. I think they try to make it as much of an interactive experience as they can, which I thought was very good about a lot of the things that we did do in Dallas was that they focused a lot on interactiveness and kind of focusing in on children and then the the children at heart. Correct. And I think that that leads us into our final and last top five Dallas um, tourist thing to do in that we did was the Crayola experience. Oh my gosh. Um, we had so much fun here. And it is for sure geared towards like five to 10 year olds. And the three of us rolled up being, you know, 
19 through 22, and I think we had a blast there. We overall just, um, like, there was so much to do. You got to create, like, your own crayon label. There, You could, like, melt down a crayon and mold it into a specific um, shape. Like, we made race cars and little crayon emojis. Um, there was a little drip art thing that you could do with crayons. Again, melting them down and you would drip drip art. There was just so many activities there. And we honestly ran around that place like little kids. And I think out of everybody there, including all the little five-year-olds, we had the best time. I agree. I think it was fun. And I'm not a particularly creative person. And so I think going down there and they had like a little show that was my favorite part well other than my popcorn was they had a 15 minute show that really talked about the um process of making crayons and what it looks like when they come out how many they've made the history of the construction that they use and so I really enjoyed that that was cute and then also I got hungry because I we were there for forever and they had this cute little box of popcorn that you could get that was like shaped like a giant crayon and it was $6.99 with free unlimited refills I must have refilled that thing like four times yes I'm pretty sure we we went through that popcorn it was so good it was really good I just love a good movie theater popcorn the popcorn really hit the spot it definitely did all right well that was our you know Dallas experience we had a great time you know, didn't cause too much chaos, but can't can't you can't always be uh, causing a ruckus. Um, I think it was a great city to be in. I will definitely be going back. But coming up next week, we have our first guest coming on the show. And Woo-woo. yes, I am very excited. Their names are Tia and Kelly. And as you all know, we are heterosexual women, and we can only you know speak from our experiences. And these two guests, Tia and Kelly, and they are going to come on and talk about their relationship and their sexuality and from their LGBTQ point of view. And I am just really excited to talk with them and to hear from them. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. I'm super excited about it. They're excited about it. And it's really, I'm really excited to get them on here because I've had, you know, they're, they're good friends of mine. And so I've had conversations with them and we've kind of talked about you know, off the record, like what the difference is between like men and how they treat women and men and women in a relationship and the kind of, I'm not going to say kind of, I'm not going to qualify it, the lower standards that are set by each other and the treatment that's given both ways versus, you know, their experiences with being in same sex relationships and then, and, you know, uh, different sex relationships kind of the opposing viewpoint that they've had from both of those. And so really, I'm excited to talk about it. I have some great questions. Kelly is going to give us some great information and tips for maybe some of our male listeners who are struggling out here and don't understand (laughs) that getting your girlfriend her favorite candy from the gas station is not really a special treat. It's not. (laughs) All right. And on that note, Thank you all so much for listening to us. Tune back in next week. We are dropping weekly podcasts. Make sure to check us out at These Are The Facts Podcast on Instagram. Hope you all have a good night.